Say, Pastor, you opened with Proverbs. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I made a mistake. As I was doing my pre-preparation and stuff, I left it on Proverbs. When I sat down and started doing this, I started with Proverbs. That's all right. We'll do Psalms at the end. Our Old Testament passage today begins in 1 Chronicles chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. David consulted with the commanders of thousands and of hundreds and with every leader. So David consulted. Good le Here's leadership. Good leaders consult. David said to all the assembly of Israel, if it seems good to you and from the Lord our God, let us send abroad to our brothers who remain in all the lands of Israel, as well as to the priests and the Levites in the cities that have pasture lands, that they may be gathered to us. Then let us bring the ark of God to us, for we did not seek it in the days of Saul. Wow. Wow. Reveals a lot about a leader. We did not seek it. We, we didn't come and worship at the ark in all the days of Saul. And that tells a lot about King Saul's heart. That says a lot about Saul's attitude toward God. All the assembly agreed to do so, for the thing was right in the eyes of all the people. So David assembled all Israel from the Nile of Egypt to Laboth Hamath to bring the ark of God from Kiriath Jiriam. Now, Kiriath Jiriam, this is, if this is Jerusalem up here, you come down the mountain, it's right around in here. It's just, it's not too far from Jerusalem. And David and all Israel went up to Baala, that is to Kiriath Jiriam, that belongs to Judah, to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord, who sits enthroned above the cherubim. And they carried the ark of God on a new cart from the house of Abinadab and Uzzah and Ahio were driving the cart. And, all, and David and all Israel were celebrating before God with all their might, with songs and lyres and tambourines and cymbals and trumpets. Now notice, celebration. <laughs> Church service should look like celebration. Not every church service, but most church services should look like this. God wants his people to celebrate before him. And when they came to the threshing floor of Chidon, Uzzah put out his hand to take hold of the ark, for the oxen stumbled. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and he struck him down because he put out his hand to the ark, and he died there before the Lord. And David was angry because the Lord had broken out against Uzzah. And that place is called Pedas Uzzah to this day. And David was afraid of God that day and said, how could I bring the ark of God home to me? So David did not take the ark home into the city of David, but took it aside to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. And the ark of God remained with the household of Obed-Edom in his house for three months. And the Lord blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all he had. Okay, he blessed the household and he blessed all he had. The presence brings blessing. One of these days, I, I, I sometimes I just want to shake people. You know, why, 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 why? God's with us everywhere. Yes, but there's something special about when we gather together in God's house, about his presence. That presence brings blessing. 
not just to our households, but to all that we have. You need to be in God's house. Amen? But now, I, I want you to notice two things here. Two negative attitudes toward God. David was angry and David was afraid. Now, you know, David was a man after God's own heart. And David loved God. But he was angry and he was afraid. Now, beloved, I see a lot of Christians today in the same way. There's something happened that they don't understand. David didn't understand that the ark was only to be carried by the priest. He learned that, and when he learned that, he realized his mistake and did things right. But there are many times because of a lack of knowledge. We have really bad attitudes because of a lack of knowledge. We have really negative attitudes, not just toward others, but toward God. And can I beg of you today, number one, never be afraid of God. And number two, please, never be angry at God. I remember as a young boy, unsaved, I was in university, sophomore. My grandma, who I loved with all my heart, had uterine cancer. And she'd suffered for many years with Parkinson's disease, and they could not operate on her because of the Parkinson's. They couldn't put her under anesthesia. At least in those days, they couldn't. And I remember stopping by the hospital to visit her after university one day. And I said, Grandma, I just don't get this God that you've served. You, you've served this God all your life. And, and look at what he does for you. Now, I've never seen my grandma upset. My grandma loved her grandson and probably spoiled me too much. But grandma took me by the arm, put her hand on my arm and said, Davy, don't you ever talk about God like that. And she really began to teach me. She really got my attention that day. And I learned that there are things, and oh, by the way, to make a long story short, God healed grandma of uterine cancer. The Parkinson stayed, but God healed her of the uterine cancer. Now go figure that one out. But I learned something on that day. There's things I don't understand and never will until I get to heaven and if I still care, I can ask. But I learned on that day that even if I don't understand, God is good and his mercy endures forever. And beloved, some of you this morning, something has happened and you've gotten mad at God. Something has happened and you've gotten afraid of God. And you just need to back up and understand God is good and his mercy endures forever. Chapter 14, verse 1. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees, also masons and carpenters, to build a house for him. And David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel. Okay, David knew he's made permanent. That's the easiest way to make, to, simple but very easy way to define established. David knew God had made this permanent. And that his kingdom was highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel. I teach pastors, you know the reason God blesses you as pastors and gives you a great ministry? For the sake of the people. God doesn't do this for pastors. God doesn't give us abilities and talents and lift up our, our names and lift up our ministries because of who we are. God does it for the sake of the people. God gives me strength. God gives me ability 
for the sake of the people of Cathedral of Praise. This is for them. I'm just his tool. Remember, Paul always defined himself as a tool. We're, we, as pastors, we're just tools to bless the people. David took more wives in Jerusalem, and David fathered more sons and daughters. These are the names of the children born to him in Jerusalem. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elphelet, Nogah, Nepheg, Jephiah, Elishama, Biladah, and Elphelet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard it and went out against them. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, best defense is a good offense. They went to search. David heard and said, I'll meet you head on. Now the Philistines had come and made a raid in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? Will you give them into my hand? He said, God, will you give us victory? And the Lord said to him, Go up, and I will give them into your hand. And he went up to Baal Perazim, and David struck them down there. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a bursting flood. Therefore the name of that place is called Baal Perazim. And they left their gods there, and David gave a command, and they were burned, all right? Not souvenirs. Not sou souvenirs. The Philistines yet again made a raid in the valley, and David again inquired of the Lord. And God said to him, You shall not go up after them. Go around and come against them opposite the balsam trees. God gives strategy. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, then go to battle. For God has gone out before you to strike down the army of the Philistines. And David did as God commanded him. And they struck down the Philistine army from Gibeon to Gezer. And the fame of David went out into all the lands. And the Lord brought the fear of him upon many nations. You know what? Sometimes it's good for people to be afraid of you. <laughs> David built houses for himself in the city of David. Now notice houses, not one. Houses. And he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, no one but the Levites may carry the ark of God. For God has chosen them to carry the ark of the Lord and to minister to him forever. David learned. He said, all right, let's do the right thing in the right way. And David assembled all Israel at Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to its place, which he had prepared for it. David gathered together the sons of Aaron and the Levites, the sons of Kohath, Uriel the chief with 120 of his brothers, and the sons of Merari, Asaiah the chief with 220 of his brothers, of the sons of Gershom, Joel the chief with 130 of his brothers, of the sons of Elphazan, Shemaiah the chief with 200 of his brothers, of the sons of Hebron, Aliel the chief with 80 of his brothers, of the sons of Uzel, Aminadab the chief with 112 of his brothers. Then David summoned the priests Zadok and Abathar, and the Levites, Uriel, Asiah, Joel, Shemaiah, Alel, and Aminadab. And he said to them, You are the heads of your father's houses of the Levites. Consecrate yourselves, you and your brothers, so that you may bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. 
because you did not carry it the first time, the Lord broke out against us. Because we did not seek him according to the rule, God has rules. Now, Christians don't like to talk about this today, but God still has rules. So the priests and the Levites consecrated themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel. The Levites carried the ark of God on their shoulders with the poles as Moses had commanded according to the word of the Lord. David also commanded the chiefs of the Levites to appoint their brothers as singers, who should play loudly on musical instruments, on harps and lyres and cymbals, to raise sounds of joy. <laughs> so music is to be loud, and music is to sound like joy, not a lament. So the Levites appointed Heman, the son of Joel, and of his brothers Asaph, the son of Barakiah, and of the sons of Marari, their brothers, Etham, the son of Cushiah, and with them their brothers of the second order, Zechariah, Jaaziel, Shemaramoth, Jael, Uni, Eliab, Benaiah, Maasiah, Mathaniah, Elephehu, and Mechaniah, and of the gatekeepers, Oded Edom and Jael. The singers, Heman, Asaph, Ethan, were to sound bronze cymbals. Zechariah, Aziel, Sherah, Mamoth, Jael, Uni, Eleb, Maasiah, and Benaiah were to play harps. Okay, so here we have bronze cymbals, harps, according to Alamoth. But Mathaiah, Ephith, Lehu, Mechaniah, Obed-Edom, Jael, and Azariah were to lead with lyres, according to the Shemenith. Shenaniah, the leader of the Levites in music, should direct the music, for he understood it. Okay? Music needs a leader. The qualification? You understand it. You know, I can lead music, but I don't understand it. Berkaiah and Elkaniah were the gatekeepers of the ark. Shebaniah, Jehoshaphat, Nathaniel, Amasiah, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eliezer the priest should blow the trumpets before the ark of God. Obed-Edom and Jehiah were to be the gatekeepers for the ark. So David and all the elders of Israel and the commanders of thousands were to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with rejoicing. Remember, in his presence there's fullness of joy. And because God helped the Levites who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, they sacrificed seven bulls and seven rams. David was clothed with a robe of fine linen, and also were all the Levites who were carrying the Ark, and the singers, and Chenaniah, the leader of the music of the singers, and David wore a linen ephod. So all Israel brought up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord with shouting to the sound of the horn, the trumpets, the cymbals, made with loud music on harps and lyres. And as the Ark of the Covenant came into the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw David dancing and celebrating, and she despised him in her heart. Oh. Now, remember, remember what we started with tonight, or this morning. 
come all the way back up here. 13 verse 3, they did not seek it in all the days of Saul. 13 verse 3. She was never raised to respect the presence. She was never raised to respect the presence. And here's David, just loving God. And she despised him in her heart. You know, I found that people who never love the presence really look down their noses at people who really worship with all their hearts. Have you ever noticed that? Never let that detract you from worship. All right, let's open up our hearts and spend some more time in worship. Where there's 
Our New Testament passage today picks up at Acts chapter 28, verse 1. Paul has been shipwrecked on the island of Malta. Verse 1. After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and was cold. These people have been shipwrecked. They've been through a hard time. When Paul gathered a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire, so Paul helped the work. Paul was not a guy who's just going to sit back and everybody serve him. He, he got in and helped. You know, this is one of the things I look for for young preachers. They'll see me, like when we're on an Israel tour, they'll see me loading and unloading suitcases off the buses and unloading suitcases off the, the conveyor belts at the airport and stuff. And you know, I, I've watched young pastors never lift a finger to help. And I recognize, okay, I just learned something about the character of that young man. They won't carry a bag for a lady. They're too good. They won't, even their girlfriend, their wife. Uh, they won't help seniors with their suitcases. But when you see a young man like that, understand probably best that they're not in the ministry very long because they don't have a heart of a servant. It was no problem for David to go gather, or I'm um, Paul, rather to go out and gather a bundle of sticks and put them on the fire. He did. And a viper came up because of the heat and fastened upon his hand. And notice that this is a viper. A viper is highly poisonous. They're very small snakes. They're not like a big, long, you know, king cobra. They're very small snakes, but they're extremely poisonous. And so they came out fastened on his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, No doubt this man is a murderer. 
Though he escaped from the sea, justice had not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. That was the promise of Jesus. They were waiting for him to swell up or to suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. <laughs> now, notice how fickle, how fickle people are. First, they think you're, you're an evil person because something bad happens to you. And then when nothing bad happens after all, then they think you're a god. Telegung fickle to fickle. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. And it came that the father of Publius lay sick with a fever and dysentery. That's like LBM. And Paul visited him and prayed and putting his hands on him, healed him. Wow. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people of the island who had diseases also came and were cured. So we have a, a healing crusade. A healing crusade and the featured speaker is a prisoner. <laughs> they also honored us greatly. And when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. Three months after three months, we set sail in a ship that had wintered in the island. A ship of Alexandria with the twin gods as a figurehead. Putting in at Cruz, we stayed there for three days. From there, we made a circuit and arrived at Regium. And after one day, a south wind sprang up, and on a second day, we came to Petulioi. And there we found brothers who were invited to stay with them for seven days, and so we came to Rome. Now notice, we found brothers. Christians were always to practice hospitality. There were no hotels in those days, okay? And the places that you would stay publicly weren't necessarily nice places, so... We found brothers and were invited to stay with them. And the brothers there, when they heard about us, came as far as the form of Appius and the three taverns to meet us. All right. So if this is Rome, they traveled way down here to meet Paul. They didn't just wait for Paul to come to him. This was showing respect. Showing respect. And when we came into Rome... Paul was allowed to stay by himself with a Roman soldier or with a soldier who guarded him. All right, so this would be called house arrest. While you're waiting for your appointment to see Caesar, Paul was under house arrest. All right, let's close out today with a little bit of Psalms. We had Proverbs earlier by mistake. So let's close out today with Psalms. Psalm 78, verse 52. Then he let out his people like a sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock, he led them in safety so that they were not afraid. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies, and he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. He drove out nations before them and apportioned for them a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. He settled, he apportioned, he drove, he brought, he led. Look at all the things that God does for his people. Now, beloved, he hasn't changed. He's going to drive out things and bring you to the promises that he has for your life. Father, I lift you, your sons and daughters, today. Father, I pray for healing in the hospitals. 
Father, let healing just flow like a beautiful river. Let your presence come down in every hospital room right now, Father, and bring healing. Let your presence come down in every home right now, Father, and bring healing in Jesus' name. And Father, there are some that have been prayed for so many times, they think it's just a waste of time. Lord, kindle hope again. Kindle hope again in their hearts. Kindle hope again in their hearts, Father, for, for faith to have something to begin with. And Father, in Jesus' name, surprise them. Surprise them with your presence. Surprise them with your reality in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to see you tonight as we get back into Paul's series on prayer. I'm going to teach you tonight about you are you pray to be filled with the knowledge of his will so that you can bear fruit. We'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock.